right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Katie. Hey, Monica. How's it going? It's going better. (laughs) Better now that we're here and recording together. Absolutely. Better now that it's not a stinky Monday, but it's a vibrant Tuesday. So vibrant. Yeah. I love that. Thanks to those of you who've reviewed our podcast, by the way. We wanted to give a shout out to the recent reviewers that gave us five stars. No way. Yeah. Wow. Don't you think that's really special of them? I think that's quite special. We appreciate that feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey. Keep sharing the love, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Right here. Right now. Okay, bye. Just kidding. We're back. Hey. (laughs) We were just making sure you cared. Yeah. Well, we know you do because you're telling us you do, and that feels good. It does. Mm. Thanks. Pat on the back. So, onward. And upward. Today, we'd like to chat with you about hips, abdominals, butts, butts, and incredible thighs. Habits. That's right. Was your mind in the gutter? It's a new acronym. You know how we love acronyms. Yeah. So So we're going to give you some uh, tips on how to get those areas really firm. Toned up. Yeah. We know we've discussed habits before in episodes 7, Thank You, Not Sorry. And episodes 11, Profoundly Lighthearted. Super fun. Yeah. That was weeks ago. So long ago by now. Um, did you know that a habit only takes 30 days to form? If you started back on episode 7, you might have a successful habit by now. Episode 25. Wow. That's, That's pretty cool. cool of you. But it's a lie. Habits, they don't actually take 30 days to form. Mm-mm. No, it takes, on average, 66 days. That's right. Based off one survey of not even 100 people. people. <laughs> but the original survey was uh, the whole, it takes 30 days to form a habit. We did a little looking into that. Yeah. It was a plastic surgeon in the 50s who decided it took... People, on average, 21 days to get used to the way their new noses look. So their new features. Or maybe they got a butt job. Or he also said the thing about the phantom limb, like if they, you know, had lost a limb, like they they finally, that syndrome went Mm -hmm. away or something. 21 days. And it was just like he just kind of randomly threw that number out there and then wrote a book about it. Mm -hmm. And here we are scorning ourselves if we haven't made a habit form in 30 days because guess what it's not real yeah that's not a real statistic no one's really got it figured out just yet no alanis told us that long ago in the 90s (laughs) no one's really got it figured out just yet yeah but i got one hand in my pocket and the other one is not smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I never know which one she's going to say. I never can remember. Do you like how I said not smoking? I did. That's yeah. a good habit. That's right. Don't do that. That's a good habit to be in is not smoking yes. cigarettes. It's a good one. <laughs> hey, so it can take months to form a habit. We got, yeah. Elena's got me sidetracked. I was like, I wait, know, where sorry are about we? That. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. It was good. I liked it. Thank you. Depending on how dedicated you are, how disciplined you are, how daily you do that thing, you know, it could take up to 
several months yeah to actually form a what did they say automatic an automatic response mm-hmm. yeah like I'm just gonna wake up and brush my teeth because that's what I do every day I'm going to the gym because that's what I do every day I write creatively because that's what I do every day that's right We've gotten really good about that weekly. I'd say we've formed a pretty great habit in the past 25 weeks. I think 25 weeks is a good amount of habit forming time for sure. That's cool. That is cool. I'm impressed with us. Me too. Look at us go. Formed a healthy habit. Yeah, we did. So we want to encourage you to form healthy habits and... um, And to choose habits that help you explore joy and wellness and the types of habits that kind of ripple into more good habits just by nature. Exactly. Like when you start a habit of exercising every day and then you're like, you know what? I'm actually not going to go for that cookie that I go for most times. I'm Mm -hmm. going to say no because I don't want to destroy that Mm -hmm. work I put in the run. I just love the way that we are kind of able to hack our own brain response in that way by doing a like well maybe I won't make this harder habit of eating better I'll start with this other thing and then maybe it'll just kind of knock down the dominoes of myself mm-hmm. whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that and I think we have to be careful because I feel like it probably goes both ways you know like oh I already ate the one cookie so let me have the second one let yep. me go for that other You're stuff so right yeah I already ruined it for the week now I'm gonna just do this extra terrible thing you know what the best is is when you're like I gotta eat some food to prepare for this drinking I'm gonna do later <laughs> and then I'm gonna drink a lot and then I'm gonna be hungry tonight mm-hmm. and then tomorrow I'm gonna have to feed my hangover like or wow on the way home you're going you know you're gonna stop and you're excited yeah. about the bad food you're gonna get because that's the only option and you're gonna yeah. just have to soak it up it's preventative exactly at this point right. it's medicine yeah. <laughs> it's terrible is what it is it is terrible we're just crazy creatures of habits that we need to be creatures of healthier habits yes and to be aware of those habits because how do you want to feel the next day you know exactly. and that's what you want to create space for i last night was thinking about what you said in our last episode you said put that baby to bed and i don't know that i gave that enough credit when i re-listened i was like that's so great and i was watching stranger things totally binging out on it and i had an early day to date i was like telling myself put that baby to bed (laughs) you are an adult be an adult and make the adult decision Mm -hmm. and go to freaking like how hard is this yeah. It's like a 1045. And- if your mom were here, would she come in and say, uh, look at her wrist. I think it's time for you to go to bed. Didn't you mm-hmm. say you had a long day tomorrow? But mom, it's the most binge worthy episodes <laughs> ever. <laughs> and she just wouldn't let you. She would have to stay strong. Yeah. And I wish that she was here all mm-hmm. the time telling mm-hmm. me. No more cake, young lady. Your mom just still following you around, adulting you, parenting you. It's It's so much easier. Please come boss me around with your love. (laughs) So good. Kind of funny. I guess that's in a way what our friends are for. Be like, hey. Well, I'm never going to tell you to not eat another another piece of cake. She literally just brought me a plate of freaking cookies. Even though she didn't consent. I brought him in and I was like, you know what, bitch? It's National Sugar Cookie Day. Hashtag. Apparently it's a thing. Yeah. It said it on our calendar at work. And so they brought us cookies. They're homemade from someone's loving they kitchen. They were so good. And they kind of tasted like Christmas. Thank oh, you, Linda. Man. Thanks, Linda. So good. So in the habit 
of in the habit in the conversation of habits i both monica and i and i have to give you total cred i came over one day and she has this poster board out and she has different colored sticky notes all over the poster board and she's like planning her life (laughs) and all of the areas of life it's like right here right now house keeping the gym she's managing it she manages a gym directs the gym does the yoga does all this stuff and she's like the gardener and the maintenance girl so she's like got all these tasks at work and she's trying to figure out like how many hats do I can a girl wear and Mm -hmm. how do I know when to wear what Mm -hmm. am I like showing up in my how am I showing up ball cap or is this um Top hat day. When I, do, do I need my hard hat? I should probably just bring them all every day because that's apparently what has been going on. It's just every hat, all day, every day, on call. Never know when the mood's going to strike. That doesn't sound handcraft yoga right here, right now, or whatever the task is. Yeah, it was it was getting crazy. <clears throat> so she up here totally mentally. did this whole thing. And I'm just telling about your thing. Do it. Tell us. <laughs> Let me tell you about Monica's life. And she also has uh, been getting into cycle syncing. So it's all like based on her flow and where her mood will probably be during mm-hmm. those weeks and what tasks are oriented. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. If you wanted more, there's this awesome podcast. I haven't listened. It's called. It's the episode on Gold Digger. Gold Digger. Goal. Like no, you set kidding. goals. Yeah. yeah that's, but that's the play. That's funny, yeah, right? It, She's good. Uh, Jenna Kutcher had a guest named Claire Baker, and she is a amazing woman. They both are. She's an expert in our hormones and the way that we can optimize our schedule and our living of this life on those cycles. And I feel like I'm very affected by those hormonal swings and to get a handle on the, that and the seasons of myself in, a, in just a mere 28 to 34 days, the possibility mm-hmm. and the range is, is pretty crazy. And with all these plates I have spinning, I thought, what if I can sync up my tasks, my goals, and my efforts to this, to come to find out, very predictable cycle? Yeah. So the episode number is 270. It's called No One Ever Told You This About Your Period. And it's, it's really insightful and super helpful to um, kind of get a insight to that which seems so mysterious yes and for all our guy listeners just know if you have any females in your life this info could very well be applying to them also depending on where they are in their flow and their choices of birth control and all those things there's tons of stuff Mm -hmm. that can affect it um but for a lot of women this can be really helpful yeah um so i think that's awesome and she has i'm i keep looking back because it's here in the corner of the room and maybe we'll take a picture of it very fun colorful board with all these stickies so i came over i checked this out i'm like Ooh, what's going on here? And then, of course, you hook me up with stickies. I take them home, grab some poster board. And before you know it, I did mine based on just like goals and stuff mm-hmm. um, and priorities. I've got a lot of stuff going on. with Between you and your husband, you have this like, didn't you do it kind of for him to like yes. kind of set up some yes. like, tasks? Yeah, and he's self-employed, so it's hard sometimes to stay focused mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And it's really important yeah. to be on top of your goals and tasks. And that was the other thing is that I had tasks that I'm doing to maintain all of these things but then there's the goals that I have to do bigger better things but how do I weave in the newness with what I'm already doing when there's so much on the plate already and so that was part of the combing out 
of um, of all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the stickies were really essential. Yeah. And I loved that you could like move them around. You know, I it's really difficult, I think, starting a to-do list when you have all that going on because mm-hmm. you're like, does this go in this category or that one? And on the stickies, you can kind of play around mm-hmm. and make it like a beautiful little map going on. Yeah. And yeah. then pull what you need. And like, okay, here's what I'm doing today. Here's my to-do list for the week. Here's the stuff I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if we don't do this stuff, you're going to continue to maintain your house. Your laundry is going to get done. You're going to somehow get food on the table. But there's so much more to life than that. And if we don't stop and appreciate that calendar and give it the time it needs I feel like I feel it can like just get lost it's kind of and not in a literal sense but I'm going to say the phrase that everyone would know is like living paycheck to paycheck like you're not necessarily doesn't have anything to do with your finances but as you're trying to just maintain 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 you're just treading water just living paycheck to paycheck mentally because there's so much that you know, and we talked last week about having that time you carve out for creative space or for time with friends or for things that fulfill you and fill you back up again from mm-hmm. all of the effort that you're putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. How and important then, that is to balance that out. Yeah. And then kind of like giving yourself time limits on some of the things, some of your work tasks, like I'm going to do that for two hours um, and then I'm going to take a break and do something else and try not to scroll mindlessly and I recently heard of this um and I wish I could remember where I heard it on who I could give credit to but our average level of focus time I knew you were gonna say it's like 51 minutes Mm -hmm. and then you have to take like a 17 17 minute minute break break. so that was also gold digger that was the episode you had me listen to yeah I'm not sure which one it was but yeah they are so good gold digger I mean, she has so much great content. If you're looking for a good business, babe, uh, inspirational podcast, give her a listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, your planning inspired me to plan, which is inspiring us to talk to y'all about planning. Yeah. And in all of this kind of habit stuff, um, I think for me personally, the summer months can be so fun and they can also have a lot of uh, caloric intake and, you know, maybe a little too much, too many glasses of wine. On boundaries, a little loose there. A little loose boundaries over here, maybe. So I was trying to figure out, OK, making my you know list of everything I want to do and also kind of that healthy tie in and creating healthy habits, setting aside time for more creative space and not wasting time doing nothing. You know, yeah. The TV binging can yeah. be real. I know about like this. Game of Thrones. We've I've heard got of this. this. Um, so I was thinking to myself, uh, the other day that I wanted to use the word vibrant to help inspire some habits for the month. Is this food going to make me feel vibrant? Is this activity going to make me feel vibrant? Are these people going to make me feel vibrant? Yesterday I had some, I mentioned uh, some hormone issues and I kept telling myself all day long as I was being so negative, um, are, these thoughts aren't vibrant, Katie. You need to <laughs> redirect. Help kept keep you in check. Like you had a theme going on. Yeah. So you're able to keep going back to that, tether to that. Yeah. And I thought that I was kind of cool. So I was like, maybe every month I could give myself a word to kind of like base or on. Or even weeks, depending on. on how you're feeling hormonally. It's Absolutely. probably going to be yeah. shifting as we've come to learn. Yes. That makes me think too of the planner I've been using is, um, I think it's called like the Desire Map or something, but it's by Danielle Laporte. And she, up their big thing is the core desired feelings. And there's a way to kind of assess your priorities and discover what your 
core desired feelings. How is the core way I want to feel? Like for your example, vibrant. And so at the top of each planning page day, it gives you that question. How do you like, how do you want to feel today? And then the next question is, what will you do to feel the way you want to feel? And I love phrasing it like that because it really puts the ball in your court. Like, well, how do I want to feel? Okay, feel it. Yeah. (laughs) How will I do that? So it has you verbalize and really articulate like, okay, what will I do to make that feeling come to pass? You know, today I think I'm going to feel, I'd like to feel uh, pretty lazy, pretty lethargic (laughs) and, uh, you know, just unwell. How am I going to do it? I'm just going to eat a bunch of fucking cookies. <laughs> yeah, just going to keep eating these cookies and, uh, you know, I'm going to see if there's any other bingeable episodes. Hey, some days that actually sounds needed. really great. Yeah, I'm like, like wait a minute. downing this so much? <laughs> that's amazing. This is, the, is that a dream day? But it's all about moderation. We've talked about that too. Yes. You know, Absolutely. everything in moderation. So anyway, we hope that we can kind of help inspire. Well, we are definitely inspiring each other. I think, Mm -hmm. and kind of setting some of these goals and making some fresh habits. It's a constant. And and trying to keep yourself accountable and friends help with that. You know, we we really hold each other to a standard that sometimes we're unable to keep for ourselves. You know, like we'll let ourselves down, ourselves down before anyone else, usually, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially people pleaser types. Who are you looking at? What? No one. Nothing. I'm just looking out at the crepe riddle out the window. It's nice. It's no big deal. Real pretty out there. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't tell you how many times in a day that I catch myself being like, oh, come on, Katie, get it together. I just feel, I don't know. You know, it's just a lot yeah. of negative self-talk that I would never give to anybody else. Like, wow, look at the way you're. You got to squash that inner critic. Go back to yourself. episode two. I'm like episode inner critic squash it squash it yep and you know we can be so hard on ourselves for not doing something well or you know quote unquote failing but there's so much to be said for those failures in you know laying down new groundwork and foundation for a stronger smarter better off version of ourselves Mm -hmm. like treating your failure i heard a great thing recently to treat your failure like a scientist I love that. Like if Albert Einstein gave up every time one of his experiments or tests or theories failed, he we wouldn't have all this wonderful, crazy knowledge that he imparted. And so to allow yourself to fail. Yes. And you've got to just, if, if at first you don't succeed, what do you do? You try. You try again. Oh, <laughs> so it's so good. You've got to say it twice. Yeah. Try, try again. Um. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And and also, I want to go back to that 66-day habit or however many months it is habit that after, you know, you start a habit and it doesn't work out, it's like, well, you're not a failure just because it didn't work out. Maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't the right habit for you at that moment. Maybe mm-hmm. your life course, you know, changed and you had a different set of priorities. Or maybe you just need to go revisit that and try to see if you can't make it happen again. Yeah, or revisit from a different angle like the, you know, eating bad food and starting an exercise habit ripple effect we talked about earlier or kind of hit it from another side or a different angle like your cycle angle yeah you know where are we in the cycle what's my mood today yeah kind of zone uh, not zone out zoom out zoom out see the broad picture you know where am i in this in this year what's happening in my relationship have i just gone through this serious transition what kind of variables are at play that I might be overlooking in this 
little part of my puzzle. Mm -hmm. And then also remembering that there are so many factors at play. You could have this whole plan perfectly planned out and all your habits are in line and then something crazy unexpected happens, good or bad, and that's going to get you off track for a little while and that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. being cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been reading Big Magic, and I just wanted to bring something up. I don't know how far you are along, but today... I'm on page 99. Oh, goodness. I've been listening, so I don't know. I'm on hour three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was saying, full disclosure, I just had to grab the book, and we found the part I was re- wanting to think about, because it was just so perfectly written. Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic, she says... My creative expression must be the most important thing in the world to me if I am to live artistically, and it also must not matter at all if I am to live sanely. And that's the creative paradox, and I think that paradox is true across the board. Everything we do in life matters so much, and it also doesn't doesn't matter at all. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. And more about the creative stuff she was saying, because it's all just kind of like icing on top in a way, but it's the most essential icing, but it also is just And that's kind of what our podcast revolves around completely, is that it matters. This writing matters so much that we do it weekly and we don't care about it at At all. all. So that in the way we're living the paradox of every, that is so cool. That is really, really cool. But it's essential that we do it. You have to put it out there, but it can't matter. So that's fucking crazy I love that it. is crazy I know it's it's the way I feel when I look at the universe it's like I feel insanely small and infantile but at the same time like look you how vast it, it is and I am it ah, I love it yay okay so speaking let's of that, do the paradox do Luke wrote us prompts today he's gonna give us three things that'll tie a story together like, we don't really know yet, but it might be something like a location, a might, character, maybe. and a goal, or maybe a scene of some sort. Yeah. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. So we're going to go get those from him. And so we've got the prompts from Luke. Three prompts. And here they are. The Amazon rainforest. 100 years ago. And famed explorer Nigel Rattensworth. Rattensworth. Here we go. So you can set a timer for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Write a story containing those prompts. Press pause. Write your heart out. Come back. Email us your story. Then listen to our stories. Coming at you. That was a fun story. It was. Fun, fun story time. With Katie and Moni. And Luke. And you. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to create a new intro. (laughs) So I'm going to read you my story now. No way. It means so much to me. Does it really? No, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Okay. It's important to me. Mm. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. It was 1919, a year that would go down in history books with pages and pages of oddities peculiarities and stories of specialty that one might not expect. One such story takes place in the depths of the Amazon rainforest. The ground was soft and moist, the trees were tall and mighty, and the sounds of nature were abundant and loud. (laughs) A strange sound might have been heard. Was it a bird? 
Or was it a man imitating a bird? Though nearly impossible to distinguish, this perfectly pitch rockaboo mating call was indeed performed by none other than famed bird explorer Nigel Rattensworth. 1919 was the peak of his explorative career. He was the leading expert in seeking out rare birds, identifying their mating patterns and unique calls, and mastering said calls to entice them to his desired landing zone. Nigel worked alongside famed artist Sylvan Mastador, who quickly sketched the fleeting moment before the creature realized it was a part of a catfishing scam, and there was no bird booty for it to partake in here. The drawings that came from Nigel and Sylvan's are, to this day, the only photos we have of these very rare birds. Nigel tried teaching the calls to his followers and students, but no one else could ever master his skill. To this day, no one else has ever seen the rare rockaboo bird. <laughs> the rare rockaboo? Yeah. Rockaboo. Rockaboo. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's I wonder it. what it looks like. I mean, there's Sounds sketches. colorful. There's just sketches. So Sounds vibrant. We'll hope to, you know. See. I don't even know if the sketches are in color. Like, what did Sylvan use? Yeah, like, what did Mr. Mastador come up with mm-hmm. in his art? It's so cool that they work together, like us. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Just it's like a- us. <laughs> you. Nigel and Sylvan. Two peas in a pod. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, here's my story. Give it to me. I sat staring out of my bedroom window, pen in hand, and yawned. I glanced at my iPhone. 7.30. Mom said I couldn't come out till my homework was done. What was Mr. Sailor thinking with this one? It's a creative writing exercise, he said. Just have fun with it. Fine. We have the character, Mr. Nigel Rattensworth, (laughs) the famed explorer, Time frame, 100 years ago, in the Amazon rainforest. How lame. Ugh. <laughs> Here it goes. Okay. Mr. Rattensworth. He's a short, maybe five foot tall explorer. He's got one of those curly cue mustaches, and he's always wearing his green explorer suit. But the story isn't about his explorations. It's for his love of Mary, the boat captain's daughter. She's always wearing her southern bell gown with a corset and everything in one of those big floppy hats. Always looking perfect, like Jane and Tarzan. Like, how did you get your hair so perfect, Mary? You're in the rainforest. Anyway, so Mary is clueless, has no idea Nigel even exists, let alone that he likes her. Mary's five foot nine, by the way, a little tall for Nigel, but a man's got a dream, right? So Mary, she's fascinated by these beautiful blue butterflies. And Nigel sees that as an as his in. He decides to catch one for her, to impress her, right? I mean, it's a hundred years ago. What else can he do? It's not like he can send her funny memes or wink at her on Facebook. So anyway, Nigel, he catches one and he's so excited. Jerry! Oh, dang, mom. Yeah, mom? Dinner's ready. Want to come down? Hang on, mom. Ten more minutes. He got so into it. We loved it. I love that you did an Inception story. You did too. <laughs> Dropped us in. We couldn't tell the, our own story. Someone else had to receive us. hundreds of pages. Yeah. It was 100 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time. We had yeah. to really go through the archives. We did. To find that data. Yeah. 
So good. So Your uh, description good. of Nigel was perfect. I really Did saw you like him. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My high school creative writer's description, you mean? Because that uh, yeah. wasn't mine. Yeah, whoever that kid was. Yeah. It, was uh, it kind of reminded me, like, Nigel in my head when I, and it might be the guy's name in Jumanji, but it the was guy, it? I don't know, but that guy, you know, the curly cute, like, yeah. kind of described him, and that's exactly who I went to. Yep. You know, the guy who stomps around and he's got mm-hmm. the big mission. Absolutely. I think that's exactly who I was painting the picture of. Yeah. That's good. Because uh-huh, he got trapped in Jumanji probably like in 1919, you know? Probably 1919 on the dot. That's what the Explorers really looked like that. back then. Yes, both versions. Yes. They're both so good. The second one is so good. Anyway, what's your version? How's it? You should send it to us. Yeah, and uh, share the love. Yeah. Right, right here. here. Right, right now. now. Right here, right now. Bye.